Oh man, well, it's a great day to be celebrating uh, the fact that Jesus died on the cross, that he rose again, and we serve a risen Savior. And as I said before, all around the world, people are celebrating that. And we're doing the same thing. And I have asked that the uh, stage team would help me out with an illustration. We have a bridge here, and I'll, I'll get to it in a minute on why we have a bridge on uh, Easter Sunday and why we're doing that. But I want to say this, that uh, I asked them to build me a bridge, and we wanted the same bridge at all four campuses. And, uh, you know, this is just one of four that we have. And uh, all of them are the exact same size. I think you might know this, but the Minnetrista campus, that's one that's on the far west side of Lake Minnetonka. The whole campus, uh, the whole auditorium is as small as the middle section. That's it. That's as big as our church is there. We were given an old little church that was running 12 people. Now, last weekend, we had 180 people there. So in seven or eight months, it's gone from 12 to 180, and God's doing something amazing. But they have the same size bridge. So I have no idea how they're having a worship service. And, you know, I mean, it's a giant bridge in this little tiny stage. You know, I don't know if they put the drums on it or what, but... Anyways, we're treating all the campuses equal, and we've got a bridge here today. Now, we know that bridges are important, and especially uh, in Minnesota, we know it with all the rivers that we have. And uh, Just recently, the Stillwater Bridge was uh, reopened because the floodwaters were going down. It was closed for a little while, and they said uh, because that bridge was closed, 18,000 people had to be, you know, diverted that, between Wisconsin and Minnesota. And i got to be honest, it didn't bother me to keep the people from Wisconsin out. I'm just saying. <laughs> I, Still a little bitter from the Packer thing, and uh, yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, 18,000 people had to be diverted and go around and do all these different things. Bridges are important, and uh, we live in an area down here, if you live south of the river, how many know that we call this area south of the river, and uh, if you live in Dakota County or anywhere down here, it's really important that we have bridges, and the bridges have allowed this area of Minnesota to really boom in population growth. In the 60s, 35W uh, Bridge came in, and it was multi-lane, and it allowed Burnsville to really explode and, and grow as a city, and it was a, a major connector to the Twin Cities. And then in the late 1970s, uh, they updated the Cedar Avenue Bridge and made it multi-lane, and all of a sudden, this area uh, in Apple Valley, Egan, Farmington, Lakeville started to grow and really have explosive growth. So much so that that bridge has brought so much population down in this area. That's why they're redoing Cedar Avenue right now. You cannot go on Cedar Avenue 77. Uh, in just a couple years, they forecast that there will be so many people living down here, you won't be able to go north and south or east and west on 42. And that's why they're remodeling it right now, making it more lanes. It's all because of the bridge. The bridge allowed us to have more people down here. And uh, how many know that um, if you have relatives or friends that live north of the river, like Edina, Minneapolis, Golden Valley, and you see where you live, you're like, yeah, I live south of the river. They'll look at you like, Iowa? You know what I mean? Like, they don't come down here, do they? I mean, they don't cross the river. I mean, if, if, if anything, they'll say like, oh yeah, the zoo is down there, right? You know what I mean? That's about all they know. And, uh, but bridges are important. They're important even for our other campuses. Our Savage Campus, uh, 169, the bridge that is there. If it wasn't for that bridge right now, years ago, they used the uh, Bloomington Ferry Bridge. And that thing's underwater right now. So that whole area would be cut off and they'd have to go to another area. Bridges are important. They are very, very important. If you think how the first bridge get made... Um, I'm speculating that the first bridge had to be a tree where somebody was just saying, if I get this tree to fall over that uh, 
chasm, that ravine or whatever, we won't have to get dirty anymore. We don't have to get wet anymore. We can get to the other side. Maybe it was motivated by love and somebody was like, I see a girl on that bank and I want to get over there. I mean, I don't know if it was motivated by love, he'd get dirty and go down and come back out, right? He'd do whatever he'd have to do. So I don't know what it was that brought the first bridge, but ever since the first one was built, uh, people have been building bridges over and over again. Some that they said, you can't do it, you can't do it. And others, they said, yeah, we can do one right here. There'd be no problem. Let's build this bridge. But bridges are important. And this is not a trick question, but you know why we build bridges. We build bridges because somebody on that side wants to be a part of what's going on on that side, and there's some obstacle that's in the middle. There's either a body of water or a chasm that is there that's so deep, and we want to get from that side to that side, and so we actually need a bridge to make it accessible. We need a bridge to make it accessible. And I'm telling you that the way that they build a bridge is people on land on this side uh, start building, and people on land on the other side start building. And they start building, and then they ultimately meet in the middle. And when they meet in the middle, they have a big celebration, ribbon cutting ceremony, or whatever. And that's how it done. That, that's how it's done. Now, this bridge for us on Easter is here telling us and reminding us that God has built a bridge to us. And if you can with me just for a minute, picture this: that God is on this side. God is over here and he's saying, I want a relationship with man, but man has fallen, man has sinned. And our sin has separated us from God. And there's this big gulf, if you will, of sin. There's this big chasm between us and God of sin and we need a way to get back to God. Isaiah 59 two, it says, it's your sins that have cut you off from God. And Romans 3.23 says this, all of us have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And it's saying that God and us, were separated. And even if we were to try to build from our side, it says we've fallen short. We've fallen short. Our sins, we've fallen short and we have no way of getting to God on our own. You know, and because we're separated, we, we try to, to build a bridge to God. How many know what I'm talking about? Because we're separated, because there's something within us that says, I want to be close to God. We are created with a desire to be close to God. And God has that same desire to be close to us. And so we realize there's this separation. And we're trying to figure out, how do we get to God? And so a lot of us try to do good works. A lot of us try to do good deeds and good things and, and say, Lord, if my good deeds will get me there and I, I, I've made my effort and Lord, I hope they count because I'm trying to get to you. And I, I, I don't want to, you know, tear on anybody that's coming on Easter weekend, but maybe some of you thought, well, you know, I got my good deeds. I got to do a good deed. I'll dust off the old suit today and get in there to church. I'll even go to the eight o'clock. That ought to count for something with the Lord, right? And I'll get there early and I'll be there. And Lord, you'll see these good works, right? You'll see that I made an effort. And Lord, trust me, I will be back at Christmas. Trust me, Lord, I'll be there. And I'm going to work and do that, you know? And a lot of people, it's good deeds. It's good deeds. We think if we show good deeds, if we give a little, if we do something, then for sure we can maybe bridge this gap because we know within us we want to do something. We want to get close, but our good deeds won't make it. Our good, the, the separation is just too big. It's too big. And I know people have said, you can't build that bridge. You can't do that. They said you couldn't build the Golden Gate Bridge. They said it's too big. It's too big. I'm telling you what, no matter how much you do, no, how, no matter how many works you do or how much you give, you can't bridge the, the gap. The sin gap is too big. But here's the good news. 
the good news is God built a bridge for us. Take a look at the cross for a minute. We've got several of them around here. A couple on the side walls and one over here that has little uh, names on it, people that they're praying for. If you look at the cross, I believe that the cross beam that is there, I believe that horizontal that is represented there really is a picture of a bridge. I believe when you look at the cross, you can see that God said, I am going to send away. I'm going to send a bridge builder. I'm going to send someone that's going to make it so that you and I can be together and we can have peace. Matter of fact, the message in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, I love the way this translation says, it says, saving is all his idea and all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's God's gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. And I love that. To me, that just illustrates that God says, I will do the making from this side of the bridge, and I will send my son Jesus, and he will come from this side, and he'll do the saving. God's going to do both the making and the saving. And all we have to do is trust that it's true and that it's real, and we put our faith in the bridge that God gave us the bridge that is the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And we know that his promises are true because he rose from the dead and, he, and people saw him, eyewitnesses saw him. The world was changed because Jesus rose from the dead because the price he paid on the cross was good enough and he rose from the dead. And so when we have faith, we can trust in the making and the saving that Jesus does for us. And all we have to do is say, all right, I received the free gift, God, and I'm willing to have peace with you because of the price that Jesus paid. That's what we do. And, and symbolically, this bridge is here reminding us of the price that Jesus paid, that he made a way for us to have peace with God. It's a pretty cool view from up here. <laughs> I know some of your stories. I know some of your stories that are here that you came to faith in Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, this week, I had a young lady that came to my office, and she said, Pastor Rob, I just have to tell you, I came to church. I felt alone. I felt like I didn't have hope. And then I came to church, and I heard the message of Jesus Christ. I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and I accepted the gift that he had, and, and, and God gave me forgiveness, and I feel so at peace. Thank you for that. I know this week my wife got an email from a friend that said um, she was doing a Bible study. This friend was doing a Bible study, and it said, if somebody was instrumental in bringing you to faith in Jesus Christ, to helping you understand that you could have peace with God, could you just send them an email, write them a letter, could you do that? So she sent my wife an email, and she said, you know what, when I used to cut your hair, and you used to talk about Jesus, and you used to talk about your faith, and you used to talk about how you used to invite me to church, she said, it hit me, and then I came to your church, and I gave my life to Jesus Christ, and she said, thank you for talking to me about Jesus. Thank you for having the courage to open up your mouth. Thank you for being instrumental in me understanding that I could have peace with God through Jesus Christ. And I just want to say thank you. And we hear stories like that over and over again where people trust in Jesus Christ, no longer their own works, but they understand what he did on the cross and that he rose from the dead. It made a way for them to have peace with God. That's an awesome thing. I did it. Many people here know the story. I was seven years old. And I knew that my sins had separated me from God. And how many know that even kids know that they've sinned? Kids, even little kids, realize they've done wrong. Because what do they do when they do wrong? They run and hide, don't they? It's just built within us that when we do wrong, we run and hide. And then you find it, we're like, what'd you do? Nothing. You know, how many know? 
We, it's, it's in us. And I knew as a seven-year-old that I needed Jesus. And I responded. Billy Graham was preaching. It was at the St. Paul Fairgrounds. And he said, if you want to trust in Jesus Christ, he died on the cross. He rose again from the dead. His promises are true. And you can have eternal life if you trust in Jesus Christ. Man, I ran forward. I ran forward. I didn't ask permission from my mom and dad. They found me two hours later in the crowd. And, uh, but Billy Graham said, come forward. So I did. You know what I mean? And I went forward to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I trusted him. And I walked across the bridge, spiritually, if you will, and I made a decision to follow Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. And I believe that there are some here that need to settle that. You need to say, you know what? I, I know that I'm separated from God and I've been trusted in works or been trusted in other things. And, and I need to settle it and say, Lord, I trust you as the bridge. I trust you. I get it. I get it. The cross, the resurrection, it's all about you making a way so that I could have peace with God. John 3.16 says this, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Man, you, you get your way into God because of the price that he paid. He did both the making and the saving. And he said, it's real, it's available for you. One more scripture, Acts 2.21 says this, And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What does that say to me? It says the bridge is big enough. It's big enough for all of us. Now this is just a small bridge, but the bridge of Jesus Christ, it is big enough for all that will call upon the name of the Lord. This week, my two boys were asking me, Connor and Logan, they said, Dad, is it possible, could everyone in the world get saved if they would just ask Jesus to forgive them of their sins? Is it possible, like, if they ask, can everyone get in that asks? And I said, everyone that asks can get in. It's a big enough bridge. It's a big enough uh, invitation for all of us to go across. You know, you think about some bridges, they're one lane or two lane or three lane, and there's nothing enjoyable about a small bridge and being trapped on it. But when you have a bridge with plenty of lanes where everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord can go in, that's an amazing thing. And all that call upon the name can be saved. Some may be saying, I have to be perfect. Uh, Pastor Rob, this is a great message. I'll come back next week. And as we close in just a minute here, some are saying, you know what, I, I, Pastor Rob, if I was just perfect, if I was perfect, then I would do it because, you know, I'm not perfect. I'll, I'll come back next week. I'll come back next week. I'll keep working at this and I'll keep trying. I'm telling you what, you don't have to be perfect. If you were perfect, you could build your own bridge, but you're not perfect. You're not perfect. And God says, the bridge is open for you. You can receive Jesus Christ. That's what we're celebrating today. That's what we're celebrating, that Jesus Christ is the bridge. He's the way to peace with God, and his promises are true. We're not crazy for being here. We're following a Lord and Savior who has proven to have risen from the dead, who has proven that he paid the way. There are many of us here that have received Jesus as our Lord and personal Savior. We have spiritually walked the bridge. We've said, we trust in you, God. We get it. And all this weekend, I've been giving this opportunity, and I'll do it again today. 
maybe you're here and you're saying, I, I, I've been trusting my own works. I came here early. I've been doing this. Or I didn't realize it was just that easy. He does all the making and the savings. I didn't have it figured out. I came here with a friend or I came here with my family. Or maybe you've been coming for a while and you're saying, I, I, don't, I don't fully get it, but now I, I understand it. I can give my life to Jesus Christ. I can ask for forgiveness because God has done both the making and the saving. He built the bridge on both sides. And if that's you and you're here and you're saying, you know what, I'm ready. I'm ready to be forgiven. This Easter, this Sunday morning, this will be a marking moment in my life. I'm ready to say I'm in. In just a couple minutes, I'm going to ask people to bow their heads and I'm going to ask if you're ready to be in on this, that you would raise your hand and look up at me. I will acknowledge that and I'll come into agreement with you and we'll do a closing prayer together. But maybe you feel it pulling on your heart right now. You're saying, I I need to trust Jesus to be the bridge. I need to trust Jesus to give me peace. I don't have peace with God. I've been trying. I've been maybe going to church. I've been trying things. I've been doing all these other efforts. It's time to say, God, I trust you to be the bridge. So if we could bow our heads and close our eyes, let me just ask you this. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you trust him today? Could you sing the songs today that he's risen from the dead? That his cross made the way for us to have peace with God. And you could see those words on the songs. And and you knew the peace of God that was there. You knew the joy that the songs were singing about. And you could feel that in your heart. Or did you say, man, I'm singing it, but I don't necessarily know it. This is your opportunity to know that you can be forgiven. And the peace of God can be yours because of the price that Jesus Christ paid on the cross. And the fact that he rose from the dead. So in just a moment, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand and look up at me, and I will pray for all those that say, Pastor Rob, I'm ready. I trust Jesus. This is my moment. So if that's you all across this place, would you go ahead right now and raise your hand and say, Pastor Rob, I'm in. I'm in. This is my moment. I get it. And you'd raise your hand. Yes, I see your hand. I come into agreement. Are there others that would say, Pastor Rob, I'm in. This is my moment. There's hands there and there and in the back and in the back over there. Yes, Are there others? Hands going up all over. Yes, I see your hand. Yes, I see your hand towards the front. Yes, this is what it's all about. This is what we're doing. Yes, way in the back by the sound booth. I see your hand way in the back over there. Yes, I come into agreement. And your hands just went up. There's a young man there. Yes, I see your hand. Anyone else in this last opportunity, you'd say, yes, Pastor Rob, we're here, we get it, we understand it. This is a marking moment for me. I didn't realize that I needed to pray and ask forgiveness. I've been attending or trying other things, but this is the moment. I'm going to pray with you, and, and you're ready. One last opportunity. You just say, I'm in. Shoot up a hand. I'd love to come into agreement. And you'd say, yes, I'm in. Thank you. Thank you for your hand going up right here at the end. Yes, yes. Jesus Christ offers forgiveness today. Yes, yes, see that hand, yes. I'd like to pray this prayer and have you repeat it after me. I'd like you to pray it out loud and I'd love for the others around you just to pray it out loud with you as a form of encouragement. I'll pray, you repeat it, and the Bible says if you believe this and you confess it with your mouth, you will be forgiven. You will receive Jesus as the way to peace with God. Your sins will be forgiven because that's the problem. You need to be forgiven of your sins and Jesus says he'll do that. So follow me as I pray this prayer now. Will you pray it? Dear Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for my sins and all that I've done wrong and I ask for forgiveness. I trust in you, Jesus, 
the price that you paid so that I could be forgiven. I believe you died on the cross and rose again so that I could be forgiven. And I pledge right now to live for you for the rest of my life and serve you faithfully in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for those that have prayed this prayer as simple as that was. Even now, there may be some thinking, that was just too simple. Lord, you do all the making and you do all the saving. We simply receive that and walk that bridge and say, God, we trust you. We know that your ways are true and we believe that. And so God, I pray for those that have prayed that prayer. They have made that profession of faith. They have done it today. They've said, God, I'm in. This is my moment. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And God, I thank you for that. And I pray that they would continue to walk in this new life that they have in you, realizing that they are forgiven. And they no longer are separated from God, but they have peace with God. And I thank you for that now. I thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Can we give a hand clap to all those that made that decision? Yes. I want to ask that the band would come on up here, and I'm going to ask that if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you would do two things, all right? One is really, really easy right here. We have a book called Now What? It just says, now that you gave your life to Jesus, now that you did this, what do you do? It has a little note in here from me to you. It, it tells you like where to read in the Bible. Maybe you've all looked in the Bible, and you're kind of like, I don't know where to start. It gives you a little reading plan, a little note. And it just says, now that you've given your life to Jesus, what do you do? Now, I'm going to ask you to do something else. And uh, it's something that we're doing with the bridge being up. And I'm going to ask you in just a minute, if you gave your life to Jesus and you made a decision, maybe you rededicated or you made a first-time decision, I'm going to ask you in just a minute for you to get up from your seat and walk across the bridge and symbolize that Jesus made the way over there, and God gives you peace, and you walk the bridge. And I'd like to stand right here and shake your hands. Now, I know some of you just got really, really nervous, because we're Minnesotans, right? And you just got nervous. It's okay, though. It's okay. We want to celebrate with you. And can I tell you what? This is the home team right here. We are pulling for you, and we're going to clap for you. It's true. All right? Yes. Now... I want to open this up to one other group, though. I want to say that if you've given your life to Jesus Christ in the last year, because we do this a lot, we give people an opportunity to pray this prayer and ask Jesus to forgive them of their sins. And in the last year, if you've prayed that prayer, but you, uh, you know, we didn't have a bridge and we don't say come forward every week, but today we're doing that. So if in the last year you've given your life to Jesus and you want to publicly join those who have given their life to Jesus Christ today and you want to say, I want to publicly go forward and walk across that bridge because in the last year I did it. I prayed it and I did it spiritually. So as a public show to people today to say, I did it. I'm in. In the last year, I was one of the people that gave my life to Jesus. You can join them as well, all right? So it'll be a group of people that did it within the last year and a group of people that did it today. And don't wait. When the band starts to play, come on, do it, and we'll clap for you and we'll celebrate, and I'll welcome you over on this side, all right? So let's all stand right here, and uh, as the band gets ready to play, come on, I want to celebrate with those that have given their life to Jesus in the last year or did it today, all right? So come on, make your way, and let's go across that bridge. Let's go across that bridge.
Wasn't that exciting to see? That's so exciting. Can I tell you, last year, within the last year, over 1,600 people made a decision to follow Jesus Christ at this church because we believe in calling people to the question to say, ask Jesus to forgive you of your sins and give your life to Jesus Christ. And you saw at least a dozen, maybe a dozen and a half people that gave their life to the Lord today and those that are here that were saying in the last year, I did it too. I did it too. God is bringing people to faith in Jesus Christ and giving them the peace. And so I thank you for publicly coming forward and being a part of that today. What an amazing, amazing, amazing thing and a way to celebrate Easter like never before. I'm going to call the prayer teams to come forward. They're going to be across the front. If anyone has a prayer need, they will stay and pray with you. Maybe you have something you want to pray about today. Uh, You need a miracle in your life. You need God to touch your family. You need something. They will stay and pray for everyone. I want to let you know that the ushers have the Now What book. If you want to get a hold of one of these and you never did, And I want to say thank you for those that gave your life to Jesus and also for those that publicly went forward and said, I did it too within the last year. So as we go from here, realize we serve a risen Savior. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us and we can live in that victory. Amen? Amen. One more time, give God a hand clap of praise for all those. Yes.